chopper gown, I ain't go to class. I'd rather die before I come in last. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. We've got another brand new episode for you, and this is a special episode, and we have a special guest. His name is Charles, and we're talking all things music. This is season two, episode six. For in case you missed it, we're talking about Rihanna's pregnancy reveal, Whoopi Goldberg being suspended from The View, Brian Flores suing the NFL, and the new Ivy Park line coming out. For our primetime topic, we're talking about our personal journeys to music. For our encore topic, we talk about how we see the music industry evolving. And then finally, we end it with a new game called Guess That Song. Welcome back. Welcome to the new special episode. And this is the experience. You know, I fucking hate this snow, bro. This shit has been pissing me off. You know, and the thing is, I've always said winter is my favorite season. But I think as I get older, as I get older, like that shit has for sure, like, like, like declined in my like top season especially with the snow so i don't I, I i can't relate to the snow because i'm loving life in california but you know <laughs> enjoy i had a little taste of it while i was in new york it snowed while i was there but you know hey, bro. that's just so okay see every time like i try to bring up a problem with michigan this nigga for sure tries to <laughs> praise up and big up where he's so at now and try to i'm just like shit. whoa it just makes me so thankful. I'm just like, wow, I'm I'm truly blessed, really truly blessed Wait, to be right. Darren, why was your why was your favorite season winter? Was it the nostalgia of it, or was well, just the? Well, okay, well, well, not even just nostalgia. Yeah, like, obviously the snow, and we all have like good memories in the snow as kids. But for me personally, like obviously did my first place in the winter. Did you not? No, what did, did you not I've have like never snow really? Days? I've never. I mean, oh well, yeah, that, I like. Did you not go outside sled? Did you not go outside and make snowmen? Did you not go outside and have snowballs? That shit's always been cold to me. It's been cute to look at, but I've yeah. never liked being in the snow ever. That shit was always fun as a kid. And I, I used know to get everybody... sick. No, fuck okay. that. Uh, you get sick, but it'd be okay because if you got sick, you just miss school. All of that. But I'm and sick. Of course, Who wants like, to be sick? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but I'm saying, like, otherwise, like, it was still a good season, like. To, to get off, especially with the snow days and shit. Like, like when we was kids, bro, there was no reason we wanted, it was no, like, it didn't matter what the reason was, we was ready to get the fuck up out of school. So, when it came to, like, snow days and shit like that, that shit was big for us. So, and my birthday's in the fucking winter, so of course I'm a, I'm a well, I guess man. I'll give you those. <laughs> I guess that's those responses shit. are somewhat good enough. That's my shit. So. That's fucking interesting. All right, man. All right. Greetings, <laughs> salutations. And welcome back. We are the experience. I go by the name of Darren Allen, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jay Gooden, the one and only. And we have a very, very special episode for you guys, season two, episode six. And I'm joined. Whoa, we're halfway through the season. Fuck. Oh, oh man. Okay. See, yeah, you just put it in the perspective, nigga. <laughs> We've been doing this shit for a minute. But no, uh, I have to introduce, I know niggas probably heard uh, uh, another voice outside of me and Jay. I have to introduce. You literally see another person here if you're watching. This guy, if you're watching us. But you know, it's a lot of people listening to us to be like, who the fuck was that? Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I do have to introduce our guest for this episode. Uh, goes by many names. Charles Harris, Hillisee, Dino, <laughs> Charles Luciano. Goes by many names, man. but uh, yeah, he's he's here joined with us, a recording artist based in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, my personal brother, um, of course, Alpha Phi Alpha, for the people who have already listened. Uh, but yeah, welcome, Charles. Man, how are you, bro? 
Man, thank y'all for having me. And um, like outside of this snow, you know, because I'm I'm used to being on the move, so you know, this it's it's a lot for me to just kind of sit sit tight right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, but other than that, no, I'm no complaints. I've been doing pretty good, man. Again, thank y'all for having me. I've been waiting to get on, been asking since last season. Time finally here, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> well, we know, just so started. We just started, yeah, so no, you know, no, 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 trying no, to get our no, feet wet and shit. I was waiting. I was just waiting in the tub. You know, I was like, okay. Let's show. Let's show. Appreciate y'all for having me, man. Of course, of yes. course. I know Jay. Jay, you met Charles a, a couple times from my like mm-hmm. conversations I've had with him, but y'all have never really had a full yeah. blown convo. I know y'all like y'all have never really yeah, talked to real. So this is the first time you know on a public platform that you guys are gonna actually have a conversation. <laughs> I, I hope definitely. you don't hate me. No, <laughs> oh no. yeah Yeah. but yeah welcome man it's great to have you this is going to be a dope combo today and then oh it's a music themed episode y'all this is y'all are trying to see what or if you guys are wondering what the theme of the special episode is today it's everything music we're going to talk about our journeys to music we're going to do some fun little musical games it's going to be really really fun really really dope and yeah so Another special episode. But all right, let's go ahead and get started. In case you missed it, Rihanna, Robin Fenty, is pregnant. He's pregnant. Now, I just want to say, I've been knew this. I knew she was pregnant. I could always tell that she was pregnant. When the first little rumor went out, because I remember, I, I don't know if y'all remember that, but there was first a rumor, it was a few months back, that she might be pregnant. I've been watching closely. People post different when they're pregnant. They don't post themselves as much. And then she would, like, show up to different things and have, like, enormous clothes or huge jackets. And I'm like, that was a dead giveaway. Also, enough of my friends have been pregnant for me to be able to tell that, you know, she was pregnant. So, and I might, that might fuck me up one time because I might try to, like, be able to tell. And they're like, no. But, yeah, she's (laughs) pregnant with ASAP Rocky. Um, ASAP Rocky is another rapper. Rihanna is the singer. And a lot of people like are happy but also a lot of people have a problem that it's asap rocky i don't see the issue here but drake the rapper also went (laughs) as far as to unfollow both of them on instagram because of the i don't know if it's because of the news but it happened directly after so what do y'all think about that congratulations obviously to rihanna but like what do you guys think about the news and everything um you know, it took me some time to digest. Um, some of y'all may know, not know that, you know, Rihanna's always been one of my biggest crushes. I actually asked her mm. prom in high school with my girlfriend oh, at the time's blessing. I had the blessing. Obviously, no response. And no, Rihanna, but, hey, um, if you ask Rihanna out, every girl will for sure give you that blessing. Like, don't yeah, so I was like, okay, but, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, we just, but, I mean, I'm, um, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm, I don't know what I am, man. You know, I'm happy for her. <laughs> yeah, obviously, I don't know he's her. Flustered. <laughs> he doesn't know how to feel. He's flustered, I, bro. I mean, obviously, I'm happy for her. I mean, I'm happy for anybody that's, you know, that's a big milestone. Obviously, she, you know, she's worked hard. I know because it was interviews like years ago where she kind of talked about, you know, getting to this point. So, of course, that's always good to see that she feel like she's ready and that she's found a person to take that next step with. So, you know, I guess on a serious yeah. note. Mm, yeah, you you took it serious. I'm gonna be very unserious. Somebody needs to get Rocky the fuck up out of here. Um, who gives him the right to impregnate Rihanna? She Bro. gave him the right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let me be serious. I'm gonna actually go to the serious route. Too, but no, 
similar similar to Charles. No, I've actually had a crush on Rihanna too for a very long time. I feel like any prepubescent boy that was coming up while she was actually just like really popping had a little crush mm-hmm. on her. She's such a beautiful woman. Uh, so it, it, I don't know. A lot of us have to kind of accept this, even though it's like we don't even know Rihanna or don't know anything <laughs> about Rihanna. We kind of have to accept the fact that she's that she's with somebody and she's about to start a family with somebody. And you know, man, like first and foremost. I want to say congratulations to Rihanna and Asa. Yeah, Rihanna. of course. Like, they, like, definitely, like like you said, I, I've seen the previous interviews, too. She's been talking about having a kid for a minute. Like, she's been talking about, like, this has been on her head for a minute. So, like, mm. you know, just, just for her to finally get that and it be with ASAP Rocky, like, it's somebody that she loves, clearly, like, that. that's that's a big thing. But, you know, of course, we was, like, Shocked, and like even though like me and Jay, like Jay, Jay has mentioned. It How was anybody shocked? Yeah, we I agree too. Pregnant. No, no, I, I thought too because especially like in certain instances, she would show up like, like you said, baggy your clothes. She'd be like, she looked like she was hiding something, and then I mm. think somebody pointed yeah. something out like I think a couple months ago, and then she responded like, "Y'all be trying to say I'm pregnant every year," but in reality, now you looking back on it, but she was pregnant. Was pregnant, she, her ass was definitely pregnant, but. Yeah, no, she, I was just like, all right, fuck it. She, she got pregnant. I'm glad, you know, um, and they had that photo shoot, of course. It was right in NYC, right under that bridge. I know Jay mm. had a problem with that shit. Uh, <laughs> he was like, that's just dusty. It was kind of dirty out there and cold. Very <laughs> pregnant. Okay. So, so different, so different from both of you two. I'm very gay. So I grew up not having any attraction to Rihanna. I'm just like, okay. She is yeah. beautiful, but I just don't feel the same way y'all felt. Yeah. My issue with this, my issue with this is, um, we ain't never getting that damn album because oh, she, she's yeah. not releasing it on Let's top of Fenty, Motherhood, ASAP. That album's never coming out. So oh yeah, let that go. Yeah, let that go. I knew we wasn't getting a Rihanna album. Uh, just like we're not getting a Cardi album. Like, we we might get a Cardi album before we get a Rihanna. Album. Oh yeah, I, I think because I think felt like well Rihanna was before Cardi, right? So I would I would hope I would think. Yeah. You know what's crazy? We're not asking for ASAP Rocky album. <laughs> why hasn't? Bro, ain't nobody been asking for an ASAP Rocky album since like. Why hasn't that come up, bro? I would love an ASAP <laughs> album. Come on, I love an ASAP Rocky. Niggas album. used to fuck with. He's dropped. No, I feel he. No, he. No, ASAP. ASAP, nice, you know. He decent. The, the last song I remember was Bad Company. That's the mm-hmm. last song I remember. But anyway, congratulations, <laughs> Rihanna and ASAP Rocky on your new And y'all stop trying to cook ASAP real quick. You said that. You mentioned that. Y'all niggas got to stop trying to cook ASAP, bro. I, I, I get yeah. it. I know I started this shit off saying we need to get Rocky the fuck up out of here. But I don't think that niggas should like think that Rocky is so out of Rihanna's league like or rihanna saw out of rocky's league like or whatever they've I'm also known each other yeah. for years and have been on and off like this I could yeah this ain't this nothing new well. rihanna became the billionaire yeah. she was she he was he was fucking with her before she became yeah. a billionaire exactly you know but so all right the next topic that we have in case you missed it host actor comedian um and host of the view whoopi goldberg was suspended this week for two weeks for her comments on the Holocaust. Um, she said that the uh, it wasn't a war against race and that sparked outrage. And a lot of people, a lot of people felt that the comments were 
um, anti-Semitic. And so um, I think as the vice president of ABC issued a statement and effective immediately, she was um, suspended for two weeks. She was noticeably not on The View today. Um, the co-host co definitely acknowledged it. What I think about the situation is I, I'm not going to speak to um, the comments of anti-Semitism just because I, you know, maybe I'm not going to be able to see it from that perspective. And there's a lot more that I need to educate myself when it comes to that. But as far as suspension, I just feel like it is too far. I feel like when white ass Megan McCain was on the motherfucking view and saying everything that she fucking could about black people, that bitch was never suspended. It was just her political views and she just needed to be educated. So if white people can get the grace to be educated, why can't a black person also get that same grace? And I feel like, um, I, I really like accountability culture. I really fuck with it. But why are we only holding certain people accountable? And why are certain people getting off scot-free? Hold everybody fucking accountable. Mm -hmm. So what do y'all think about that, the suspension and everything? No, niggas, I feel like niggas definitely pick and choose, like, when it comes to, especially like that, especially when it's like something as, I guess, uh, I guess is when it's like, especially when it comes to black people. And it's interesting that this kind of happens, this is happening like during Black History Month. Um, first, yeah, that was just, second day. No, first day. First day of first Black day, History first, Month. A lot of shit happened the first day of Black History Month. We'll get to that too, but it, yeah. it, I don't know, man. Like what she said, she said what? The Holocaust was not about race, right? Yeah. She, she said that and it was like what she said it was something about I think I think I remember she said, she that said that it was like too... man it was like man's inhumanity against men type yeah. shit and it was just white people just just going against white people and you know I feel like yeah that was kind of ignorant on the surface level you can say it was ignorant like if you leave it in a vacuum by itself but like knowing Whoopi like I don't think it was any malice behind that it was just like especially like coming like through a black lens we do kind of see things as just like especially when it's like two sets of white people kind of going at it it's like it's beyond a race issue it's like oh this is more of a human issue and this is just like white people going at it she could have said it better of course but like i think it's just one of those things i feel like people just take things out of context and I, it's just over something that people don't really fully understand so like i don't know with jewish jewish it's kind of a weird box to put it in because it's not it's like it's a relig like you would think of it as a religion but it, it's not really that because you can still be Jewish and not practice, but it's not a you race. You can be ethnically Jewish. Exactly. You it's, you can't call it a race because people can convert. Like you can't call it a nationality because people can be Jewish away from like the the homeland, which is what Israel. Right. Black people can be Jewish. Like black people can be black people can be Jewish like away from that homeland. So it's like you can't really put it in a box. It's really like it's really its own thing, kind of. So like I can understand where people from Jewish descent will feel a type of way of saying like this isn't a race issue. Wouldn't in reality it was kind of like, yeah, it was kind of a race issue because it was like the whole reason for the Holocaust was because of like people thinking of that descent being inferior. But to yeah. kind of challenge Whoopi Goldberg and and like suspend her and give her that much of a dis disciplinary action over something I don't think is that big of a well, no, nah, I'm gonna say it's a, not a big deal, but it's 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 something that's kind of blown out of context completely. It just kind of shows that it's like, yeah, you said it, but now because you're black and you said it, we really got to make an example of you. When it's like, all right, and that should have 
But that fucking irks me. Megan mm-hmm. McCain said so much shit. Candace, Cam- Candace, Cam- 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 fuck, I can't even fucking say. I don't watch the view. Irritates me. But I don't she fucking has watch so the view. <laughs> I watch it because I like to be informed, and I love those ladies. I love powerful women talking and stating their opinions. <laughs> but yeah, what do you think, uh, Charles? Oh, well, I echo a lot of the same sentiments that both y'all have, like in terms of like the, the actual comments. I can't really. It's it's a lot about the Holocaust, obviously, the Jewish people, because it's it's still relatively some people are only what two generations removed or two three generations removed from that. So it's mm-hmm. in that way, like I said. So it's again, it's hard, and also like I'm not in that group, so it's hard for me to actually speak on impact of that statement. But I'm not. I think this is definitely uncalled for, but. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. So it's so it is breaking up a little bit on us. I don't know if you can hear us. It's like especially black Yeah, internet. You love it, right? Yeah, you love it. You gotta it. love it. Oh, you gotta love okay. it. Oh, you gotta. Oh, you gotta love okay. it. So yeah, it's kind of breaking up, Charles. We'll come back. We'll circle back. We'll circle um, back to you, bro. But yeah, I just I don't know. I think at the bottom of this, I do think I, I the comments were you know ignorant surface level, but I feel mm-hmm. like making an example out of black people and doing it so severely when you've had people on the show that have said far worse and don't suffer any consequences. Like, why are you choosing yeah. now to hold this black woman accountable when you have let so- other people come on the show and disrespect this black woman? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, it's just, it's just very, I don't know. Yeah. It right. makes me feel some type of way, especially during black history month black history month yeah but uh, it looks like charles dropped off but he'll probably be back but we'll just we'll yeah, just continue let's keep it going yeah. yeah uh but yeah speaking of first day of black history month in case you missed it brian flores so if you guys don't know somebody sued the national football league one of the widest organizations in america um, the National National Football League, which is ironic because like most of the players are black. But anywho, um, Brian Flores, if anybody doesn't know, he was he used to be the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. He was I think he was signed like in 2019 after he left the Patriots, um, and then they fired him last month, even though he had a winning record. Um, they fired him last month uh, because he couldn't like convert to the uh, playoffs. So they was just like, look, you can't go to the playoffs. Bye bye. Um, which, which is kind of unfair because there's a lot of these white coaches that can't make it either, but continue. But either way, um, um, I, I think he was, after he was fired from, after he was fired from the Dolphins, he went to go interview for the Giants. Um, and as he was trying to interview for the Giants, um, he, uh, he actually got a text from Bill Belichick, who is the, uh, coach of the Patriots, where he was, where he used to be, um, just congratulating him for the position. And Brian Flores was confused by it, um, and he asked, like, uh, did you hear something I didn't? He was just like, congratulations on the Giants position. 
but this was before Brian Flores even interviewed. So Belichick thought he was texting another Brian, a white Brian, uh, congratulating him because what the Giants did was already offer the <laughs> white coach the position before they even interviewed Brian. So it was kind of like, oh shit, it kind of blew up the spot <laughs> in, in, in a sense, kind of. Uh, so it, it just, it just kind of like, it, it just kind of like kind of comes full circle, hey. especially with Black History Month and, and him suing that, suing them for, for kind of just negligence. And then just in, in blatant racism, because this is an ongoing problem, especially in these like sports organizations. I'll say the NBA does a better job, but like the NFL having like the majority of their players be black. And I think it's only one head coach that's black out of like however many teams, over 30 teams. Um, yeah, it's only one. Yeah, it's only one. It's only one black head coach. So it's, it's, it's kind of like, damn, like that disparity is, is, is nauseating. And when people yeah. like, you know, people of our, our race try to progress is kind of like we're met that the goalpost keeps getting moving. We're met with so much more adversity um, as opposed to, you know, our white counterparts. And this is just a blatant example of people, you know, having to fulfill a certain quota um, because, you know, you, it looks good to have a black coach, but they don't really want a black coach because, you know, it's, it's not something that, you know, they really see black people excelling at. So they kind of look at somebody like Brian, like, oh, he's not even a real candidate. Let's just like interview him because we kind of have to. And it's just, it's just a problem in the NFL, even in 2022, that this is just like such a problem. It's just kind of, it's, it's just kind of, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's strange, but it's not surprising mm-hmm. at all. So I just wanted to see where, where, y'all, where y'all head is at with that. So, well, with, um, with that situation, man, it's, I've never got it because I mean, it was, it was not, it's obvious because this, you know, at the top is a bunch of boys' club shit. So it's all the old white billionaires, all the owners, GMs who, mm-hmm. you know, again, nepotism runs very deep in that community and very mm-hmm. uh, shameless about it. But mm-hmm. I've never understood it because, like you said, most of the, the NFL, I want to say seventy to eighty percent. I don't know the numbers, so don't quote me, but it's obviously African American, right? Mm-hmm. And so we aren't. One, it, so it doesn't make sense that at least for African-American coaches to at least get a fair shake at it, at least a fair shot at it. And especially, it's unfair because the only black coach that we have, um, Mike Tomlin for the Steelers, he's, he's on, he's an anomaly because he has, he hasn't had one winning, losing season. And that's a very high metric. So it's like, okay, so if you're a black coach, you have one losing season, two losing seasons all year old. But you see the white coaches, like you said, they get, five, six, seven chances to fall on their ass, not getting better. Mm-hmm. You know, namely just, I mean, the Lions, you know, Jim Caldwell, they, I think out of the five, four or five seasons he were here, like we went to the playoffs. Um, we had a decent record. We fell a couple times, obviously. I think we were seven to nine and we bounced back. But mm-hmm. ever since they hired the white coach, we ain't fucking win shit. We ain't win exactly. a damn thing. Exactly. Um, and it's, again, it's like, it's just, a common thing we see, man, is, you know, white mediocrity is always, that's what we have to be two, three times as great as our white counterparts because just to get that same level, just to get the, the sniff the same opportunity, we got to be five times more qualified and prepared and ready for the position, whereas they can roll out of bed and just say, you know what, I want to be a coach today. That's not, If I could be white for one day, that's the one thing you do. It's like it's a free pass for life. You just wake up out of bed, just say, you know, let's go do today. That shit sounds lit. You know, it's just... <laughs> They can do oh, down there anything. But it can just... Exactly. So, you know, white mm-hmm. mediocrity just... 
slipping through the cracks again. Mm-hmm. Per usual. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with everything that has been said. Um, and I just want to just add that, I don't know, I hope for the future. Um, as an activist, I'm very hopeful just because I've seen what protesting and actually like standing up does for a situation. So I'm hopeful that this sparks awareness. And I feel like these niggas are already aware. Well, I shouldn't say niggas because they're all white. They're, all, they wear, they're aware. They know what to do. And the reason why they are fighting so hard is because they are scared. I don't know why, but they need to move the fuck out of the way. Let us do what we need to do. And there needs to be more representation, period. There needs to be more black owners, more black coaches, all of that. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but uh, no salute to Brian. You know he's fighting a courageous, very, very courageous fight. fight because this is this pretty much damn near solidifies that he will never get another job in the NFL doing something like this. You know, suing the <laughs> NFL. Unfortunately, suing the NFL, they're like, no, fuck that. But definitely salute to Brian. A great start. It's, it's an ass start, but it's a great start to Black History Month. You know, it's been some shit, man. Only the second day we got some shit going on. I just, I'm, I'm just. I don't know. I'm gearing up for what the rest of this month about to be, but definitely salute to Brian again. Yep. But next, in case you missed it, you know, you know, it's funny. One thing I really, really don't like about artists. What? It's, it's when, it's when they're like, dude, they were like super overdue for music, but they seem to do everything else that's not music related. And one artist in particular that I I can think of, is actually one of your faves, Beyonce. I okay, so Beehive I saw Beehive members. Listen, this this all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Beehive members, just make sure you're listening. I'm not. I don't even have to do anything. <laughs> just make sure you're listening. Watch watch how you speak. listen. Listen, I'm you not listen. I'm, first of all, first and foremost, <laughs> if the, if any Beehive members are listening, I am a big fan of Beyonce. Let's don't let's get that shit right. Don't get it twisted. I'm a huge fan of Beyonce. Not as big as a fan as as Jay over here, but I'm, I'm a literally big fan. wearing I'm wearing Coachella yellow right now. <laughs> you know, you know the vibes. I fuck with Beyonce music, man. She makes great music. But I recently saw her. She has that Ivy Park line, and I think she dropped like a what a Valentine's Day line, Valentine's and it's just like Day it's just my like favorite she color, all red. You just, man, see, bro, like, it don't matter what I say, bro. He's going to big up everything I have to say about Beyonce. He's just, I just, all I said was that she had a Valentine's Day line. Like, yeah, I love red and white. She get it Red's right. literally you know, my blah, favorite blah, blah. color, though. I I'm, mean, wearing I'm, not Coachella, making, uh, I'm wearing Coachella yellow. Y'all know how I'm I am wearing it. Coachella yellow. <laughs> all just, right. I'm just here, man. <laughs> okay. I'm just anyway. But go anyway, ahead. What's bad. going on with your girl, bro? Like, why is she not, why is she doing everything but thinking about dropping music? Like, he said new music. Y'all better replay that old shit. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we, can, we can at least get a single or something. Yeah, bro, something. Okay, two songs, so EP, latest, three songs, something. The latest. I'm gonna play you. I'm gonna play you the latest thing that I've heard from Beyonce singing. Um, let's see. So you know her mom has this new. Uh, show on uh facebook watch and it's called uh, talks with mama tina right and so she sung the thing so i'm gonna try and play it because this shit uh just listen to her vocals oh hold on it's the ad hold on 
a, a pretty shitty ad too. I hate this. See, see how see how the links you go to play some Beyonce shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, you can tell I love her because I'm sitting through this, and it's this one of those. sit through ad right now to try to fucking. Here we go. Here we go. Oh yeah, it's not feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> so, from that snippet alone, what I've gathered gathered as a Beehive member, this next project is going to be very like real, true R and B, neo soul, Beyonce. We haven't really seen that from her, so. But I don't know how she was floating on that motherfucking theme song. I just know. I just know. She's about to make her grown people music. Mm. I guess, but she's going to keep dropping these clothes, though, I see. And Nick is going to keep buying them, too. <laughs> Whatever, bro. What about you, Charles? What you? How you be? How you feeling about? Um, oh, no. He got bumped out again. Bumped out again. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay. We'll move on. I feel like our videos are going to be here. I don't know about Charles's video, but his audio, we're going to make it work. We're going to make this, this shit work. Because this might be his th- – so the way – I'm going to just give you guys some insight here. So the program that we use, it makes, like, an audio track for, like – and a video for the whole time, right? But if we stop recording for any reason, so, like, say we get kicked out or we pause, it'll make another audio track. So editing the audio for this is going to be very difficult para me. Fuck. Para me. Pero – it's going to be okay. I'm going to make it work. Now, the trick is going to be the video. I don't know how what you're going to do, but our our videos will be there. Our Ours will be there. Yeah, my bad, man. It's, I don't know what it is. You, you good. You good. No, I was just explaining to, to niggas, just like our whole setup and whatnot. So just to prepare niggas, if y'all, if y'all just hear a little bit of choppiness. If it's a little... That's you fine. know, but it'll be fine. Y'all, what did we say last time? You'll get a finished product. You'll get a finished product. You'll get a finished product. <laughs> Y'all niggas getting something. Simple as that. But, but yeah, how do you feel about, um, Charles, yeah. how do you feel about Beyonce dropping Ivy Park but not dropping B7? So, the artist to me, I, I see, like, I. I'm on her side because also we, I feel like when you do music at the level that she's done it for that length of time, it, I feel like you naturally got to start, it's natural to want to just start putting your hand into other things and other pots. And especially, let's be real, I mean, the Ivy Park shit is cold like that. It is. You know, it'd be different if she was coming dropping some mid, which, you know, nothing, <laughs> that's the Beyonce name usually is, but, um, I fuck with it, you know. I'm always, I'm always, I'm, I'm all for artists getting out that box of just, hey, go rap, go sing, nigga, go, hey man, go dance, go do this, you know, you know, because it's we the culture makers, we the taste makers, so it's, you know, she want to make a whole line. I'm all for, it. especially seeing, you know, Rihanna didn't build the whole empire, so it's like, you know, what I mean, why not take everything yeah. to get out of this? So, yeah. I'm, I'm for it, you know. Of course, I want to hear some Beyonce, you know, but. Well, she could take a season off from Ivy Park, tap in, then Yeah, no, 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 no. I agree the with thing that. Is, the thing is, the album's done. I hope you got, the she's, album's she's, already done. He's been taking six seasons. Like, it's not just yeah, one season. She, the last time she's she been released, gone for was, six years. 
Yeah, the yeah. last time she released a Beyonce album was 2016. See? Six years ago. Lemonade. Look. Yeah. <laughs> I I am grateful to even hear those vocals on the theme song for Mama Tina Talks or Talks with Mama Tina. I just think, though, the artists that do that are the artists that survive the longest. They have the most longevity because they take time in their craft and they make people appreciate music. I feel like nowadays, a bunch of artists, they're like very popcornish. Like, you yeah. can't tell me the difference between Lil Baby and Lil whoever the fuck, right? It's all popcornish. And so, but there's only one Beyonce, and you know that that's Beyonce true. sound. And that's because she takes her time to do her music. And so. Yeah. And also, I think it stems because she she came from a she started in a different era as well. Like back in like mm-hmm. late nineties, early two thousands, like you had to be sweet. Like especially because everybody was in their peaks. It was with Lauren Hill, Jay Nas, obviously Destiny's Child, Fifty Cent, Wayne, Juvenile. Everybody like you had to come with. It. You couldn't just. Drop a song and be like, "Nigga, you get washed. You will literally get <laughs> like." First of all, because it's easier now to consume, like with like digital streams and everything. Like, think if you if somebody see a bad review of your shit in the early ninety, I mean early two thousands in a magazine, or you they hear it once and it's asked, you're not selling that. Your one career's season. over. Over. You're not Your selling one season, over. man. Over. Yeah. But and I think I think Beyonce, I think she, I think she's definitely played a big part in kind of. Bridging that gap between the old and the new, if you will, like keeping with that. And no, y'all gonna enjoy this. Y'all gonna sit on this. This ain't about the. I know y'all want to just take it in fast, but like you said, she kind of forces you to appreciate it. And like, and all other artists yeah. that take time to drop it because that's really what music is. Like, I mean, music is life, and sometimes you just need some life to actually put into your music. You know, without having to force it, without having to oversaturate the market because Beyonce dropped three song albums in a year then what? We looking like, oh okay. You know, mm-hmm. of course at least some most of us will beehive will just be a lady. Like I would just be that would be like that'd be like Christmas morning. Oh my oh, my God. It'd be Christmas and she every has day. enough to do it too. Beyonce, please if you Oh, if Beyonce, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm just even honored that you're listening. That's all I need. But, <laughs> um, fact, but fact, if fact. you are listening, please drop three albums in a year. Oh, I would yeah. love that. Do what you may. Do what you may. Whatever. Hey, Beyonce, she'll drop when she drops. You know. But all right, man. But all right. Let's keep man. it going. Let's move on to the prime time. Boom, boom, boom. So we're here, all three of us. We're all. I think we. I think we're all avid music lovers. You know, we're we're all kind of, I don't know, I want to, I don't know, we all have our own personal experiences with music. And, you know, us, I know me and Charles and me and UJ, we have like a bond with music where we like kind of connect with certain things, certain songs, certain artists, certain lyrics, whatever it is. Um, And, and you know, we, we've kind of built a, a, a stronger friendship because of that. So, you know, we just decided for you guys that we kind of delve into that music aspect of all of us because we all have like different stories and i think it's all pretty interesting and how we kind of got here and and where we're going from here and you know since you know this is a special episode we have a special guest we do want to kick it off to you first charles um i do want to ask you so personal music journey my first question for you is how did you get into music 
Just in general. Just like how did you like so start? That is a or like Okay, so my first memory so growing up, I was always listening to a lot of a lot of old school. Obviously, shout out my parents. Um mm-hmm. being up that like my dad used to listen to a lot of Charlie Wilson, a lot of Nappy Roots. Um my mom used to love Phyllis Hyman. Um I mean, like, I can go to all this earth, wind, and fire. So, like, mm-hmm. that already oh, gave me a, an appreciation of just the salt, like, the feeling behind the music. And even, like, just this was when I was a kid, so I was under seven. But what changed my life, I'll never forget. Shout out, yeah, it was the gold there. I heard that on the radio. And I'm like, I'm like, whoa, what the, what the fuck is this? And mm-hmm. this back when, you know, like mm-hmm. people, like people, moms, dads and everything, they, they had like the CD folder, like the accordion, put all the mm-hmm. CDs in there. So my mom, she had the actual late registration CD. So I'm like, oh yeah, pick it out. And I go, I'm listening to it. And I was like, I fell in love. That was the first time I fell in love with music. Um, like I was like, I want to, yeah, that, that was like the first time I just was like, oh yeah, this is it right here. And then obviously through that, I found out about Jay. Um, cause I'm like, oh, who's this nigga? Cause obviously I was what? No, I, was, you, I, I can't even say I heard you. about him because I was still young. So <laughs> I was, oh yeah, Jay Z. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I heard this nigga Jay Z. And, uh, <laughs> and so, you know, from there, so my, my first two favorite rappers for the longest time was Hove and, um, Kanye. And so fast forward to middle school. So from like a, a Detroit, since from the Detroit rap scene, that's when, um, Team Me saw Doughboys, um, Band, Band mm, Crew. They was all like, all like, all, it was a lot of the street shit. And obviously, I wasn't, that wasn't the life I was living. So I'm cause I, you know, cause you know, at that time, niggas always want to get you to rap. And I'm like, nah, bro, that ain't, that ain't mm. me, man. I can't <laughs> even, I don't want to disrespect the gang. Cause it's like, I ain't had no story to tell like that. I don't fucking want to do talk about going to school and being cool and fucking like some fucking, uh, what's the nigga name? Some Sugar Hill Gang shit. So, I so went I just, you to know, the hospital and I got myself <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, but shout out. So this is when so Big Sean was. This was like 2011, 2012. Um, this Anybody who knows me, obviously, you know Big Sean's my my favorite rapper of all time. Jay is my goat. Like Jay Z is my goat, but. Big Sean, I, I personally, and I stand up without Big Sean and his influence on me, I don't think I would have, I don't think I would have had the confidence to rap because he was the first nigga from the city. Like, obviously he's from the city. So I'm like, oh, man, this nigga was just rapping. Like, he was just actually rapping. So that kind of, it didn't spark me to want to rap yet because, again, this was with middle school. And so I'm like, all right, this, this nigga, you know, he cold. So fast forward again. So that was middle school. So high school. I'm a late blue. Boomer when it, you know, something has been like, it was when I was 10, 11 years old. No, nah, for me, my first rap was, shout out Cameron Brown. The productions. And it was just some jokes, shit, like, first, it was called, the name, we got the name because it was supposed to be only dark skinned people in it. We was trying to combat the uh, colorism in the industry. I guess. So, you, chocolate <laughs> you know. Okay. But, yeah, Chocolate Productions, yup. Cameron Brown, my senior year, she kept asking, like, when y'all gonna make a song? When Chocolate Productions is gonna make a song? And I'm like, you know, let me get her off my back. So I wrote a song, just a quick 
I don't know, 12, 16 bars. And nigga, I like, I've had, like, I was on my, like, my mom's, like, computer at the time on Garage Man. I figured out how to record myself. I was, I played it back, bro. I, I literally started crying. Like, I literally started crying. Um, and I, like hindsight, I, and I said all the time, I feel like that was, that was the, the moment that my soul woke up. I, I, just, I wow. know it sounds dramatic, but yeah, I know hindsight because I, I never feel like, even to this day, like I'm still chasing that feeling. I made music. Blunt, no, never gave me that euphoric feeling that when you just, when you just get the song just right, and it's like, woo. And so, um, college. So again, at this point, I didn't want to fully be a because I didn't know. Like I'm still like, all right, bro, I'm about to go to college. Like, it doesn't make sense for me to even be want to be a fucking rapper. Like, all right, we'll just play it by ear. And um, first year of college, you know, I'm trying to kind of downplay it a little bit. You know, I'm like, cause you know, I'm like, let me just try. This. Let me do this college shit. Let me fuck. You know. And I take a history of hip hop class. Um. And that shit just breathed the life right back into it. It was like, nah, nigga. Cause it just made me realize, like, it, it gave me even deeper. You said, um, and I just knew I just had to just, I needed something. I needed a piece of that history. I needed to go down top 20, top 50, something. I need, I need that. Um, just to give to the game, add to the game. And January 2017, I, um, January 2017, I came up with new Renaissance music. Did a rebrand on Wasn't No More Chocolate Productions, Wasn't No More CP. You know, that's always going to, that's CP forever though, but, you know, but new Renaissance music, man. So that's, that's like the, that's the abridged version. I guess I could probably find even more details if I really want. Since then, man, and it's, that's been a vision like this. I love this shit, bro. Like that, it, it gave me a high that I ain't never come close to fulfilling again. And that's every time I step in a booth, man, I'm trying to find that same high. So, so that's the kind of my little spiel on mm -hmm. Yeah. I fucking yeah. love that because I can relate to so many of the things that you were saying, that euphoric moment, that chasing of the high, that that moment when you get the song, just, mm -hmm. oh, that's yeah. the best fucking moment. That is just like. I don't know. It's, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It just, it just is. So you can't, yeah, that's so dope. You gotta, yeah. Billy. Yeah, you can't, you have to experience it. You have to, ex it's, it, you know, nice. this is the experience. We experience this <laughs> shit like that, man. Hey, this, hey, I think got this nigga, uh, Don behind the, uh, mic a few times. Or he was already behind the mic, but when you got him behind the that's mic. Not, so stop, stop, stop. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, like, you see what oh, these let me, do, bro? They, all, they both do we'll the same shit, y'all, bro. <laughs> you know that's a perfect. Hey, you know that's a perfect segue. You know, look. <laughs> first of all, first and foremost, I'll talk about me, my my personal. I am not an artist. I need to let y'all know. That's some now. bullshit. Stop fucking saying that. That's bullshit. I'm not an no. artist. Yes, you are. I yes, the fuck you are. Yes, you are. I don't make. I don't make art. I don't produce art, and I don't. I don't like release art, <laughs> but. I have a deep appreciation for music. Like I have, I don't know. I have a profound love for music and 
and it's and it's interesting like and it's, and it's you know it's funny that i'm not an artist but like it's many reasons for that but like just coming up of course like i've, I've just everybody i feel like everybody like likes music anybody that says they don't like music like has an issue probably meant, like yeah, pro- probably has wrong. an issue something wrong with them but just coming up like i kind of have a similar like upbringing with which like similar as charles like i've had family like my, my cousins i've had uncles aunties mom dad that would constantly play like old school shit me coming up and i used to be like one of those kids that would dance a lot so like i used to like just dance all the time like it didn't matter like where i was i'm gonna start dancing like so like, whenever i would hear you music, show us that would come, um that can would you show us me. some of the dance moves right some? now can you show you some? yeah go ahead Bust oh yeah the yeah. Bust a move, nigga. Like no, nigga, y'all niggas not to pay extra ten dollars a month for that shit. So like, no. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, no, <laughs> I used to be a dancing ass nigga. So when that was the case, like I would listen to certain songs and whatever it compelled me to move, I would just move. And my my parents would always just look at me and be like, "Oh, you just you so hyper, or you so like you so active, like you just love to just move, like move your body type shit." So like, I kind of say that that's my first real memories of like engaging with music. So like I knew it was something inside of me that like felt the music and I was able to like respond to it in a way that, you know, made me happy and I guess entertain other people, especially coming up. Uh but like when I really started like getting into music, of course the old school shit, like I say the first song that I remember listening to was Boogie Wonderland, Earth Wind and Fire. I remember oh, I like, I remember exactly just like that yes, I, yeah, I just remember yeah. just like listening to that when i was just young and just like just moving and grooving and shit i was just like this shit is it and then my mama she really loves prince prince is her number one artist of all time you can't tell her that print like anything wrong with prince like she was distraught in 2016 when he passed like like out of here but i feel like a lot of middle-aged women was like that but like she for sure like kind of introduced me to like funk and like she would be like i'm playing i'm playing uh i'm gonna play Jimi hendrix i'm gonna play uh bootsy collins like i'm gonna play uh michael jackson of course like thriller off the wall bad shit even um shit music and and music and me say really quick that thriller album changed the game that thriller album it influences the music that I that I make currently. I'm about to say, yeah, don't even get me started. Like Michael Jackson is, is a go. Marvin Gaye, Tina Turner, Madonna, Billy Ocean. I can go on and on about the people we were used to listen to, but like those were the people I would just be like, oh, this is like this is something that's just like beautiful. This is an art form that's just like no other. Like it's a medium that expresses that that allows people to express themselves like no other. And once I got into like, and I was like, that was probably my first musical experience. But when I got into rap, which I would say personally is my favorite genre now, um, it, it was actually Kanye West as well. Like, and for me, uh, different from Charles, like Big Sean's favorite artist, like Kanye has been my favorite artist. Anybody that knows me knows I can go on and on about Ye. I can go on and on about Ye, about like his influence, his genius, his musical capability. But like when I first listened to Kanye West, like coming up. <laughs> Like coming up, I would just I was just always say like this man like it's something that he's doing in music right now. Even when I like first listened to, I had to be like eight years old when I really, uh, I think that had to be was that when that was that was right before graduation, right after late registration. So yeah, that's when I like heard like grad uh college dropout and late registration. 
But then from there, just coming up and just listening to him and just hearing his different eras just kind of inspired me to like it, do a deep dive on rap. And I, I remember, uh, I think this was around 2013. I had to be like from like eight years old all the way to I think it was 15 in 2013. Like I was listening to it casually and enough where I would know enough people or enough artists or enough songs, enough lyrics. But I didn't do a deep dive into hip hop until I actually like, is this was back in Renaissance. I met. Uh, my man's John Land. Shout out to John Land. Uh, when we met, we connected on music because we all we both kind of like like the same artists. And that's actually another fun fact. That's where I came up with the name Ned Saturn because when we were in high school, Whoa. we were gonna come up with a group together. I already had like a Saturn. I already had like my own relationship with Saturn. But like when when I met him, he was like so into music, and I was so into music. Like he would be like, "Hey, bro, like I'm really trying to get into like." making like beats and whatnot like i want you to like do this with me type shit uh and i was just like fucking he called himself john wavy and i was just like i can't use darren something else that shit's ass so i was just <laughs> like let's 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 do something else i was like saturn and i used to be a big fan of nezzy classified so i just put them two together and i used to like earl sweatshirt and frank ocean i was like them two niggas don't have their real names and they use like a regular name and a random name at the end that's so crazy like, i never knew that i never fucking knew so that. yeah that's that was dope. And then we just kind of came up from there and we just like bonded off music and we just like, you know, we would like listen to music. We would like give reviews and new music that would come out. Like we would make music here and there. But like, I think our passion just kind of died out like as we got through high school. Cause this was like early in high school. Once we like started progressing and knowing like, Hey, you're like, we gotta like <laughs> do well in school. We gotta get good grades. We gotta like graduate and we got to go to college like we can't even be focused on this music shit so like you know and then he left renaissance type shit so like it was just kind of like oh yeah but the next saturn of course stuck with me from there i feel bad and, you know, for you all your friends just left you <laughs> <laughs> that's y'all niggas faults bro that's y'all bitch ass niggas faults that's what it is but i had anyway. to go Rennie. i couldn't i had to go i had, to, had go. to go but uh from there bro like i just been like so into like learning more about music history like especially hip-hop history uh like it, it, it just it just keeps keeps me going and and just me like just learning more about it kind of learn i learn more about myself too just like what i like like new, what new, new artists that i find i love new music like i'm always a fan of like whenever new music Fridays, you know i always let y'all yeah both y'all niggas know like every time this niggas like, every time, i gotta make a mention of it i gotta make a mention of it so yeah, you know, that's that's kind of my journey. I didn't end up being an artist, but I had little mini aspirations when I was young. Now, I'm just a music enthusiast. I'm a I'm a music enthusiast and I try to support my friends who are actually doing music as much as I can. So, that's where, you know, my relationship with Charles actually comes in. But I'm just going to say this right now. I'm going to say this right now. When the album comes, this nigga is going to be on the album. Charles is going to be on the album, too. They're both going to be on the album. But Darren's going to be on the album because he's a fucking artist. He keeps saying he's not. This nigga, Darren, keep trying to downplay him, so. Chill out, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> nigga. <I got laughs> Anybody that's listening knows what I'm saying. That's all I got to say. Anybody that's listening really knows, like, okay, this nigga's not no fucking artist. Oh, my God. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> let me talk about my music journey because this yes. is... Yes, sir. I don't know. I don't really even know how to describe it. Um, cause I feel like I was born into this life of music. Um, mm -hmm. I just want to say in general, my family, they just have so much damn swag when it comes to the music. They've always were 
playing the greats, Stevie Wonder, uh, all the Motown artists. I grew up listening to that. Um, I would go to my grandmother's house and listen to different people and have like just different experiences with music. And I think in my early childhood is when I learned how to feel like, I don't, Charles, you might know what I'm talking about, but like, you know, when you listen to a song and you can literally feel the song, like it's like you can feel it in your body. That's how I felt as a little child, like when I was first, you know, had that experience to music. But I grew up in it. My dad is actually a rapper and he had a group that were called the DBGs that when he was uh, probably like a little bit younger than I am now, maybe like 18, 19, he moved out to L.A. with my uncle and then another one of their friends. They had a record deal. They were signed to um, MC Hammer's label under I don't know who the parent company was, but they were under Hammer. Um, so they, uh, did their thing in LA and then, you know, my dad met my mom and here I am. So that's, you know, why that, yep. you know, he <laughs> sacrificed it for me. So I'm going to continue it on, but that's where I first, um, got my love for music just because I grew up in a musical household. My mom would always sing around the house. Um, she, I remember when we were really little, she always used to sing somewhere over the rainbow to us. To get us to go to sleep. So my mom's an amazing singer. She sung in the choir. Um, and then my dad raps, but my dad also has a huge appreciation for just good music. And like, like I said, all those things were always playing around the house. We had that CD binder too with all the CDs, and we would pop them on and just listen. My dad had like this one radio. I don't know if you guys remember it, but like you could put multiple CDs in it, and then it would like, it was, it was, it was, sweet. you could play different CDs. You, exactly you could put like four in at a yeah. time. So, you said what? What'd you say, Charles? You talking about in a whip, right? So, no, like it was like mm-hmm. a, it was like a stereo Actually. system he had. Oh, okay. It was like multiple yeah, CD yeah. ports and you could put like multiple CDs in that one system and you can like switch yeah. whatever CD you want to like, yeah, I remember that. It would switch to, I remember yeah. that, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we had just like just whole catalogs of CDs and stuff like that. Um, and so, yeah, I would always try to sing, too. And like I'd be like playing around like when I got into singing, it, it more so was I liked what I heard. So I tried to imitate that. Now, when I started to get more serious in singing, um, it was more so in me like discovering the Jackson 5 and just like seeing how young they are. And um, just knowing more about my dad's career, and I'm like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. I want to learn how to sing at a young age. And my dad is not Joe Jackson. He was not having that. So he was like, look, you're going to go to school. But if you're serious, I That's good that he you. wasn't like, Joe Jackson, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can have a talk about Joe Jackson because some of the things were questionable. But, I mean, he got them. To, I mean, got there would be no Michael Jackson or Janet Jackson. He no got Jackson. There. But well, I digress. Yeah, Latoya either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he got he got his I own. Mean, maybe that's not that. such a bad thing. But anyway, <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So I would always sing, and then I first started taking it serious. Um, in elementary school, we had a glee club, and so I joined the glee club, and we would sing like different little choir pieces here. And I'm like, hmm, I can I could see myself doing this. And um, I remember when I wrote my first song, I was just like, I've always been a good writer i've always been a poet i um all of my songs that i have released and everything i write everything that i that like if jay sang it jay wrote it 
Um, so I wrote my first song and I remember I was going through my like little emo phase at Renaissance and I <laughs> was listening to fucking Evanescence and Green Day and everything. And I was like writing like Ooh. all my emotions. I still have that song book with like, and don't boo them. Cause every, this is the thing that I've learned a, a true musician, a good musician listens to every genre. And so I find appreciation in everything that I listen to. I, I there's some rock songs that I really fuck with. There's some indie songs that I fuck with. Shit, there's even some country songs that I'm fucking with. But yeah, so I, I that's when I started getting into writing. And then when I went to Cranbrook, um, we had a concert choir, so I did that. But then there was the more um, advanced group that was called Master Singers, and I auditioned for Master Singers, and I got in because you know. A nigga got chopped, not to, you know, cheat my own horn, but Masters. yeah, so I got into Master Singers and that's where I really like developed my music. That's when I started learning more music theory and like how to read music and notes and different things and getting like really methodical with it. Um, and that's what also made me appreciate music too, because I would hear something and I'm like, wow, that's like an augmented chord. And that augmented chord made me feel this way. Like, I'm like, holy shit. Like, it's kind of like science. It's like an experience. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, like I really got into yeah. it. And like, I've always wanted to record myself. I always thought that I would sound good solely. Um, I used to like make little collage videos of me singing. So like I'd sing, like I would make up little hooks. I would sing the hooks and then I would like do little collages of the harmonies around it and so like mm -hmm. that's when i first started like recording myself just to see how it sound how it would sound and people were fucking with their like yeah like this is, this is dope and like i always wanted to um you know record music in the studio and do that type of thing but you know i just had never had the opportunity um but i remember one day at michigan state i had like been listening to beats and just writing and i'm like there's gotta be somebody who knows how to produce, knows how to record. There's got to be someone, right? Mm -hmm. And so back then we had this thing called the Black MSU story on Snapchat. So anybody could like put anything in there, like if you wanted to promote yeah. stuff. Couldn't do drugs or stuff like that. No, we, we you had could that promote. Yeah, MSU, so yeah, yeah, so we had that. And um, I put in there, I'm like, is there anybody that is a producer? I'm looking to record music. I have songs written. And then that's when I first met Cavell. Shout out to Cavell. My longtime yeah, Cavell, friend, bro. brother, producer, all of that. I met Cavell, and Cavell was like, I'm trying to make music, too, and I'm learning. And this was when he was beginning to learn how to produce music, too. So this was, like, the start for both of us. And mm -hmm. we just kept in contact, and then the pandemic happened, and I had nothing but time, and I had showed Cavell some of the stuff, and he's like, dog, like, let's record this shit. Like, I've been getting sweet with Pro Tools. I've been getting sweet with you know, logic, like I can record you and it might, you know, we, I don't know how it's going to sound, but let's like at least try and experiment. And then that's when I recorded my first song ride on all mm -hmm. streaming platforms, go get ride. And, um, yeah. And from there I just <laughs> kept going. I just kept going, recording music. Um, I got, I got Darren on a song. There's a song that I have that's called stress free. I think that was, that was your first time recording yeah, a song, right? That, yeah, you, know? you see yeah, how I'm not an artist, y'all. Listen to Stress Free. Like, literally, he fucking surprised me in the studio. I was like, I had an expectation. Expectations were blown. I was like, what? Like, hey, this nigga snapped on it for real. Okay. I was like, whoa. Okay. Okay. This is good. And so, 
we've been trying to get him to continue on that pathway. But yeah, I just, I've just kept going. And then I really like that comment that you said earlier, Charles, about like with music, sometimes you have to live because I, I don't know if I talked about this before, but when I was recording, mm-hmm. I don't really know. That's my latest single that's been out. Um, and that song is, I, I had that beat right after I dropped my first EP. Matter of fact, I had that beat for a while. And I, I did not know what to do with it, but I knew that the beat was dope as fuck. I'm like, I'm playing it for Darren. I'm like, this beat slaps, right? Like, this is this is really lit. And yeah, I had to like live first to figure out what I wanted to do with that beat. So after graduation, as most people that graduate have, like, there's this feeling of like not really knowing what to do and like not knowing where to go next. And I wanted to make a song that normalize that like it's okay to not know where the fuck you're going or not know what you're doing and it went perfectly with that beat and so that's why i had to live that experience first to even be able to write that <clears> song and then cavell we were in the studio recording it, and i'm like cavell hop on this shit like just freestyle some shit really quick and that's how his verse came and that's how it was birthed so yeah that's been my journey with music and right now i'm still doing some living but the music will come soon and it'll come when it's supposed to and it'll be right yeah so yeah that's my journey okay that's dope all right so yeah we we, we all oh, got yeah. a little bit of everything you know and since you know like i said i'm not an artist but since y'all are like pursuing this and i know like charles i know you uh you have like much bigger aspirations like you're trying to get to the top like especially like when it comes to like rap it's a very competitive genre so like you know, I think every rapper has to feel like they're the best or feel like they they want to make it, make it. But like you, you kind of talked about this and, yeah. and you know, man, and currently manifesting that to to make it. And, you know, Jay, you too, like you you moved to L.A. Like I know acting is your primary thing, but music obviously is still a, a much very much a part of you. And I know you still making music actively. And I know so, you still make music. You know, with that, so. with that. Being you know, said, that, you know, like for both of y'all, what are the biggest, like, I guess, what is, not what only the biggest rewards, guess, but what are the biggest challenges pursuing this? Like that, since y'all are now fully committed to being recording artists in an industry so far where y'all have been and y'all been making music for a few years now, what are the biggest rewards and challenges of doing so? You're the guest, Charles, so you go first. I think his thing is frozen, so I'll go first. Go first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll start with the biggest. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Wait, what is going on? What's happening? Whoa. Hold on. The other one is here. Evil Twin is still in here. You, you got an Evil Twin in this bitch. Hey, this is funny. Oh I God. might keep both of this shit in here. Oh, my God. Okay. But there's no okay, way. So the biggest... No, that's how about the. Yeah, you okay, was went on. But now the but he's still frozen. frozen. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's, let's just let's keep go. it going. Um, no, because I can. Biggest... I can... <laughs> I'm. Okay, he's gone. Buddy. He's gone. Yo, man. I just wish he needs to join on his computer. I think he's joining on his iPhone and that's no, he is on his computer. That. That's I think that's what it is. I think cause he's this in gonna his be a basement. funny audio, y'all. This, this is gonna be a funny audio because we're not editing this shit. This shit is gonna be as it is. <laughs> okay. So Go. the biggest 
reward for me is just being able to like have like something out there that is your baby like that's a big thing to like mm-hmm. be able to like one have the confidence to go in there and record that but two to release it and let that just be out there and let people critique it and just be okay with it that's just the biggest reward like and then another big reward too is just that moment that Charles was talking about like finally hearing the beat like when I first heard I don't really know and the harmonies came in I'm like I don't really know like when that shit first like Hits. I was like I was like not we got a fucking hit right here like this shit, it just gelled <laughs> so perfectly and then like just arranging it and like putting the chorus right here like let's take these down like that that uh it's just it's just so much fun it's just very rewarding um the biggest what would you say what was the thing a challenge is too a challenge um the, i would say for me one of the biggest challenges is we live in that this popcorn society where people just expect you to just like pop shit out and that's mm. just not how i work i'm not going to put something out that is not good cuz my mm-hmm. name is attached to that i'm not I'm my own biggest critic. If I don't like the song, then I'm not putting it out. You know, like mm-hmm. if I like it, that means that it had to have passed several check marks. But mm-hmm. this is a popcorn type of world that we live. This is a popcorn industry right now. So they want you to just make shit quick, quick, quick and just put stuff out. And it's like, no, like if you want quality music, it's going to take time. You don't cook a chicken in 30 minutes and expect to get a fully cooked chicken like that. That's mm-hmm. a, that doesn't work that way that you don't do that. And the mm-hmm. same thing is with music. You have to take your time and craft it. And I think that's a challenge, but people want it so quickly. Like I get every time that I talk to one of my friends, when's the album coming? When, when's this coming? It's like, man, it's going to come when it's supposed mm-hmm. to come. It's going to come when it is supposed to come. And I promise you, that it'll be really good and you it'll be worth the wait and that's how i i kind of empathize with the other artists too i'm i'm i don't want beyonce to rush this beyonce release it when it's ready you know mm-hmm. rihanna release it when it's ready because mm-hmm. i know it's gonna be good now the problem i have is when people do that and that should be mid so when, when drake was like oh this is gonna be a classic but it wasn't <laughs> you know but that's yeah, that, that for me, that those that I would say those are my biggest rewards and biggest challenges with being a recording artist in this day and age. But yeah. So my best my best for technical difficulties, man. I'm on my Teddy Riley shit right now, man. I'm on me. My, my pops got like five different Wi-Fi things. So I'm like, bro, I go to one. It's, oh, but let me just talk while it's good now. So, um, yeah, this one is I perfect. I will say I can see your signal. This shit is like the strongest that it. Like, it says the strongest it's been. All right, <laughs> let, let me not move at all. Yeah. So, um, definitely. So I heard the question and I've heard um, a good amount of your answer, Jay. Um, I'll say the the challenge is to keep going when it just seems like it's is that that confidence? It's like you have to have like this irrational confidence because you can feel like you made your best fucking song and you drop it and niggas, oh, cool song, bro, or nice song, or you get five fucking. Or that shit ass. They'll tell you that. Well, you know, I don't got that experience too much, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? But so just one, keeping that confidence because like one, it's. Because the, the journey is, well, being an artist, I think you really have to learn how to enjoy the process of it. Like, learn how to enjoy the 
the late nights in the studio with just the process. Um, I wouldn't say that's a challenge. I think that that's more within itself because the challenge is staying down and committed to the process and, um, we, we hear we hear you out, now. Just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. Yeah. All right, but so yeah, so like the that's the biggest part. So just the reward is finding the the love of those challenges. I give. I guess this is that. If that cop, uh, learning to fall in love with that, you know, having that confidence. And again, I don't look at those challenges. Again, I think it's just motivation is probably the biggest offset. Because you never know when a shit is going to go. You know, it may be tomorrow, maybe next year, maybe. When I hear how people are receiving it, you hear how people are like, oh, like, and they can feel the emotion and the energy that you put down, the song that you put out. For me, that's probably the most gratifying part, knowing that the music that I'm help somebody in any way them relate mm. you know it's funny because like once we get like all of our audio it's gonna sound clear like people are gonna be like what the fuck is going on why are y'all like? Uh, why are y'all sounding confused? <laughs> Charles Gears. Okay, I think he's frozen. But yeah, I I just yeah. Okay. Wanted... Oh wait. Yes, ma'am. He so oh. now you guys see firsthand how it looks. <laughs> no, yeah. but. No, I I um uh, I definitely uh, <laughs> I just hear fuck fuck. fuck. <laughs> <'Cause I'm> just... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is. Funny. But yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with Charles. I was gonna add one thing too. I am blessed to have Cavell as a friend, as an engineer, as a producer. You have to have a good ear in the studio because there have been many times. Where I like mm. record something and I'm like, okay, I'm done. And he's like, add this little thing, add this little, it'll be the smallest thing and it'll take the song so much further mm-hmm. and it'll just like make it even like better than you even imagined. And I think that's a really, that's a really big reward too when that happens, when you have those moments in the studio. Um, so yeah. No, yeah, you're right. I do. Yeah. That's, that's actually very important. Like for artists having or knowing just the right producer or the right engineer, the right person that can like craft music around your style. Like, and you got to keep mm-hmm. those people close. Like, like you said, like another good ear in the studio. So like yeah. people can kind of like guide you to your best self, you know, especially when and musically, you know, and it's hard because sometimes, you know, some people don't find that one right away. It takes them a minute to like go through a few engineers, a few producers, a few uh shit whatever like and and it and then once you like find that person 
it just it just meshes you just mesh and you click and you know that's why you get like legendary collabs between like artists and producers that like you know that that you'll be like oh shit i didn't even know like a uh, uh, hit boy has been going on a run with with nas lately like they dropped mm-hmm. the king's disease one and two king's disease one i think won a grammy right then it went it yeah won a it won a grammy and then king's disease two was great and then they had another album that just came out too so like that's a good pairing. Obviously, Metro Boomin and fucking anybody, Twenty One, Future, uh, <laughs> no. the like, you know that, you know Southside. You got you know Zaytoven, and you know it's, it's producers that like you know, with these artists, and you know that's that's what's gonna you know makes the music so much better when you have that relationship. You got Cavell, mm-hmm. and Charles. You got Dez, you got right? Yeah, we got you got Dez and Charles, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dez. Dez. Yeah, but that relationship is very important. Like that's like as an artist, like y'all need each other. Like because you need the the beat ain't nothing without the the bars and the bars ain't nothing without the beat. Mm-hmm. So and especially having like that relationship, knowing somebody that can craft. Like you kind of what you said about Cavell. Like you know somebody that be like you because as an artist, we be kind of we be kind of one track minded sometimes and be like, oh, this yeah. is so good. This shit sounds okay. I'm done. They be like, mm, <laughs> nah. No, try. <laughs> you ain't done. And then you be like, "Oh shit, damn, good call, good call." Right. So that the relationship is definitely important. Any artist listening to this, man, if you do not have a, either learn how to be your own or find somebody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess yes. that's a good segue right. to our encore today. Yeah. Let me bring us in. So for our on-card topic, we are talking about how we see the music industry evolving. We've kind of already talked about it or hinted at it a little bit. Um, But just with the rise of streaming and, you know, industry or the the age of record labels and that switching over to streaming, what do we think and how do we think the music industry is going to evolve? So I'm going to pass this to you, Charles, because... um, you know, you're also a recording artist, just like myself. And I just want to know what you think with the rise of streaming. Uh, what do you see the purpose of record labels becoming now? I'm a bum. <laughs> I'm a bum for him. I'm, I'm an answer for <laughs> You, I'm you go bum. ahead. So I'll pass yeah, it to I'll you, Darren. You know, you, you asked the question. But, uh, no, uh, it's actually, I've been thinking about this for a minute because it's it's actually funny because I think our generation we've seen it like obviously people older than us too but like we've we really come up in like so many different eras of music I feel like we came in like the era where it was just changing and like really trying to figure out where it's gonna be now because like we was just talking about the fucking multi stereo CD player nobody listens to CDs anymore but we remember that when we were little little and then kind of coming through from there and then like going on iTunes once the iPod and shit was going on. The stores and whatnot, downloading music, buying music. What? Because I remember the Apple Store, we used to buy music and buy albums and whatnot. And then we kind of got to like high school, and then streaming became a thing. So it's, Bro, it's, I remember it's my first MP3 player. Crazy. No, oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, I do remember that too. I remember my MP3 player. I remember my first Zoom. I had a Zoom. I don't know if niggas remember Zoom, but Zoom was like the was like the Microsoft version. Man. This Zoom used to be a hitter. I can't even hold you. It, it, and niggas used to lucky kind of try to make fun of me too because niggas had iPods and shit. But fuck y'all. The Zoom was lucky. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck. Oh, yeah, it was. It was. It was, um, 
Thank you, Charles. I was one of I'm I'm a part of the rich bitch crew. I had an congrats. I don't know what is a a zoom. (laughs) Yeah, no. But no, uh, but no, just like seeing like it evolve, like how we listen to it, being just me being a consumer, seeing that change, like it's it feels like it feels abrupt. But well, we kind of kind of got eased into that. Um, and now that we're kind of in the streaming era right now, we're kind of seeing the effects that it has on the industry. Like originally you would want to, like your goal was to like, you know, uh, record as much as you can, work as hard as you can so you can get that breakout hit. And then hopefully you have a hit, like a strong enough hit to like, um, be able to get a record label, get signed by somebody. Somebody catch mm-hmm. you and like listen and hear your shit and they want to sign you. And then once they sign you, they put you in a contract and then they make sure you have a certain number of albums so you can make their money back and blah, blah, blah. And like, and you know, that's a lot of that is still the same now. But I think now since it's like back then, you, there were a lot more like expectations, especially when it came to pure sales. Like when you had to go to Target, when you had to go to Walmart, when you had to go to these record stores, when you had to go out and get up from your house to go listen to music, it was a much more, like artists were much more like held to like a different standard because it's just like in order to get people uh, uh, just motivated enough to go out and buy your shit, spending their hard-earned money on their on your shit, you had to like really come with it. But now since it's kind of like it's become as easy as a click and all you have to do is kind of download an app and subscribe for a mo- on a monthly basis, you can listen. I can listen to all the music I've ever wanted to. Like me coming up, I can't even imagine a time like our parents came up where like the music that you can listen to often, you would have to like really plan for that. You have to like be like, yeah. all right, I'm about to like put load this CD and load this record in and I'm about to actually sit down and listen to it because I can't just walk around and listen to it. I don't have many cassettes or like whatever niggas was playing in the car. Uh, we ain't like that, that motherfucking old cassettes. Jeez. Cassettes type shit. That's what I'm saying. No, that's, so saying. that's a generation that I can't even imagine. But now since it's so easy to, to listen to music and stream music, that's kind of attributed to this popcorn era that you was talking about earlier, this fast food music, where it's just like, I need to hurry up and drop so I can stay relevant because people, all they have to do is just like hop on Spotify, hop on music, click it, stream me, listen bump it and if they don't like it they say fuck me and then they don't never listen to me again type shit blah 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 and yeah it's just it, it just kind of shows like this is where we're this is where we're going this is where music is now and it's now to a point where the record labels that you know i was talking about earlier are becoming more and more obsolete and I, that's more attributed to social media too because it's like easy to market yourself you don't really need like a label backing to really do that um as much anymore even though the labels do control most of the mainstream outlets like the the high 97s the billboards like the 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 shits to really chart you still kind of need label backing for that for the most part if you want to expose yourself the internet a cell phone a camera a mic whatever you got to do it to get you on we'll get you on a podcast anything that will get you on will get you on and if you own and anybody, anybody can upload their music on Spotify, Apple, and uh, Apple Music, and any of these title, any of that shit now. So you can easily put that shit on there, as opposed to even a couple years ago, like 2018, 2016, 2017, SoundCloud was a big thing because like not everybody can upload on Apple Music and Spotify. So you put it on SoundCloud, and then people just listen to it through SoundCloud, and then that's become. And now SoundCloud's not even the thing anymore because these streaming services kind of ate it up. And I think that's what they're doing to these labels too. Like it's gonna be a point where we just sign to these streaming services. 
and then they just like pump out your music like through like a well-oiled machine and they give you like pennies on the stream like i think it takes what like a thousand streams to get like a couple dollars yeah like you know and it just shows that this is just a lot of inequity going on with this um and you know it's still in its infancy i still say like it's still so much more that's going to happen that's going to occur from this era that we're in now but um yeah it's just interesting to see it like come to fruition now like seeing it like actually like where we are now like seeing like the steps it took to get to where we are now and to see mm-hmm. the effects of it like now and just just imagining how much better or worse it's going to get and I know for y'all, like since y'all are artists and y'all have like put music on Apple Music and Spotify and, and looked at streams and maybe have even studied how your streams are doing and blah, blah, blah. I, I, it's interesting because it's not the same as like looking at your pure sales, like, oh, these many niggas bought my shit. These many, then you looking at me, these many niggas clicked my shit. So like, I know it's like, it's just a different feeling. And I know I just as an artist, I know it can, it probably can be frustrating. I don't know. Like, especially if it's just like, yo, this is, man, <laughs> it's like, I just got to follow these rules, yeah. like, in order to really get myself out there. And, you know, if niggas, if not enough niggas click my shit, it's basically unnoticed. Yeah. And it's like, also, I don't know. I feel like I'm also still learning this industry. My dad tells me all the time, it's a completely different industry than when he started. And so, like, I am starting music in this new industry and I'm learning it and it's changing along with me learning it at the same time too. So that's a bit frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just like the fact of like looking like nobody has bought any of my music, but the streams do amount to some money. So it's like, I think I definitely need to learn or teach myself more about how that even works too. And like how I can get more streams and different mm-hmm. things like that. But I don't know. It just it. I feel like it's a big learning process for me still. Um, but it's good that I'm starting and changing among a, alongside the industry changing. It's not like I have to like catch up or I was in a in a um an industry before and I have to like unlearn a lot of different things. So I'm thankful for right. that at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's. Yeah. And it's just. I I don't know. It's it's interesting because like more I th- I feel like we're at the streaming services we're going to get right now. I feel like we're not going to get we might get maybe one more, but I think like the Apple Music, the Spotify and the titles kind of kind of become those giants where it's like yeah, for, for at least for the next 10 years, every all music is going to go through them. And I don't know. It's it, I don't know how to really feel about that, but I feel Pandora. like Pandora Pandora too, but how many how many people? Have, when's the last time you heard niggas be on Pandora? People be using Pandora. Pandora. Thing, but no, that's another thing. Pandora was much more common when we was like in high school, like oh, yeah. early high school type shit, where people were just like going on Pandora, just shuffling. You couldn't even pick your songs in Pandora. Remember, you had to kind of shuffle and go through artist radio. You can First do that night. now. They've like updated it. They've changed. Yeah, now now it's a whole streaming yeah. service because that's where the money is now, and it's it's like that. That soon as like streaming became a thing, and that's just not even with music, like with TV, movies, like we everything streamed now. So like, of course, the music industry is gonna comply with that, and it, we always want, you know, now give me access now. I need quick music now, and I need to digest it now, so I can cast it to the side if I only think it's okay. 
instead of like sitting with it and really like creating a memory off it. And not to say there's people that don't do that. It's still people that buy music. It's still people that even go on iTunes and buy music. But we even now in 2022 look at them kind of like, eh, why would do? Why would you do that if you could just stream it? But in reality, that's where the artists get their money. I'll buy records. I buy records just for artists support. Yeah, oh, supporting keep the artists. Yeah, and you know it, it's hearing a song on a record is just an extremely different feel than hearing it like streamed. It's just I don't know. It's richer almost like hearing it from the record. So yeah, shout out to Darren because he got me Thriller for my birthday on vinyl, and I've been wanting that yeah. for my collection yeah. for the longest. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do need to up my vinyl collection a little bit more. I feel like it's been slacking a little bit. Okay, so for sake of time and connection issues, let's go ahead and move on to the game. We're going to play Guess That Song. And so, mm-hmm. okay, let's make this a competition. Since this is my game, this is going to be a competition between you and Charles. Whoever can guess the song first. Oh, this isn't going to be fair because of his connection. Okay, whoever can guess the song gets points. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll do one by one. We'll see. Charles, can you hear me? Are you with us? I don't know. All right, so know. it's going to be head-to-head, me and you really quick. Okay. All right. So I'll be the first song. Ready? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. A child is born in Hardtown, Mississippi, Surrounded by four walls that ain't so pretty. Name that song. He said it one more time. A child is born in hard time, Mississippi. Surrounded by four walls that ain't so pretty. Ain't Name so that song. I feel like that's a that's an old school song. It is an old school song. Uh, can you give me like a little melody? A little bit. Uh, okay. A child is born in hard time, misses. Oh, uh, ooh, it's Stevie Wonder. It's Stevie Wonder. It's Stevie Wonder. It's okay. Uh, Damn, it's his Stevie parents Wonder. give him love and affection to keep him strong, moving in the right direction. I want to say, is it? They got. It, it has city in it. Yes. Okay. All right. What is it? Because I know guys, I'm not gonna get it, get the whole. Living thing. for the city. Okay. You be wondering. Living for the city. Yes. Living. Yep. Living yes. for the city. Oh. I love. Uh, that I'm glad song. you gave me Sometimes the melody. I, I was like, nigga, I'm glad you gave the melody because I would not have gotten. <laughs> Sometimes I change the the lyrics. I'm like, a child is born at hard time, Detroit City. I'm like, okay, that's me. Stevie and me, uh-huh. I, me is Stevie. Okay, all right, it's your turn. All right. Uh, okay. Ooh, this is an OG song. Let's see if you know this. Ideals, me. You might not actually know this, but it's gonna start off. <clears throat> it's a rap song. Well, oh, is it? Okay. Kind of a little bit both, but let me show you what it is. I was birthed up top, but was raised at the bottom of the map. Where the girls all thick and the hottest niggas rap. If you looking for the good, then we got them in the trap. Like, ooh we. <laughs> Come on, bro. Oh, um, can I get a melody? Can I get a rhythm? 
Okay. Uh, let me show you what it is. I was birthed up top. I was raised at the bottom of the map. Where the girls all thick and the hottest niggas raps. If you're looking for the good, then we got them in the trap. Like, ooh, we. So they're a fast rapper. I guess, but he. I, okay, I'll give you a hint. He was rapping faster. He rapped. He rapped different back then, but now he raps in a more like defined way. But back then, he was kind of like rapping different. If you listen to his old shit, you'd be like, "This is the old blank. This ain't the new blank." Kanye West? No. I feel like I feel like Charles know it. That's why I feel like Charles, even though the connection kind of Kanye, he this knows, bro. I'm gonna say it one more time. Let me show you what it is. I was birthed up top. I was raised at the bottom of the map where the girls all think and the hottest niggas rise. If you're looking for the good, then we got them in a trap like, ooh-wee. (laughs) Got it. I don't got it. All right. It's a replacement girl with Drake and Trey Song. This is like, this shit came out like, oh, nine. <laughs> Such an unknown song. Like this, is not even. Oh my god, this is not unknown. A lot of people know Replacement Girl. Are you kidding? Me? Replacement Girl? I'm not that big of a Drake <gasps> fan to know that. Oh uh, yeah, okay, you, you heard him say Cob was mid, but I also said it was mid too, and I'm a Drake. But he said okay. Cob was mid. All right. Since we want to do that, you ready for this one? Oh damn! <laughs> All right, ready? Yeah. Um. Oh, this is gonna be easy. So, I'm a blank, 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 WWW. You can log on anywhere. I swear I'll take you there. I'm a blank, 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 WWW. You know I'm that type of girl. Name that song. I'm a blank, 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 WWW. I was blanking out the song name. I'll, do, I'll give you a melody. Okay. I'm a blank, blank, blank. WWW, you can log on anywhere. I swear I'll take you there. Blank, blank, blank. WWW, no, I'm the type of girl. Guess it. WWW, damn. Ooh, uh. You're not gonna guess this one, just like I wasn't gonna be able to guess that Drake song. Do you wanna say hi? Yeah, uh, is it. Yeah, I'm gonna assume it's like. The world. I'm assuming this is Beyonce. This is Beyonce. This is Beyonce? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we have a guest. Sunday hey, what's good, Sunday? What's the word? <laughs> she'll be on the she'll be on in a couple of weeks. She'll be on the in podcast. A couple of in a weeks. Week. Yep. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you fucking tell Very me. Scary. You know I don't fucking know. Worldwide <laughs> Woman by Beyonce. I'm a worldwide woman. WWW. I'm not gonna sing it. But okay, all right, your turn. Your turn. You weren't gonna guess that. Just yeah, like you just see see how he did that shit. Uh, <laughs> because but you did the same thing. <laughs> but everybody knows replacement girl. <laughs> all right, people people who was listening who's listening listen this far, and y'all heard what I said. I know y'all niggas gonna be saying it. Y'all gonna be yelling it as soon as I fucking start saying the lyrics. <laughs> I knew Charles knew it too. I knew Charles knew it too, but he just couldn't say the shit because he kept. You got, he's a rapper, and you're a rap enthusiast. Of course, he Jay-Z. knew. <laughs> he says some Jay Z. Uh, <laughs> let me see. Damn. Uh, okay. All right. Let me pick another one. Let me see. Do something that's more mainstream. Um. Does he keep going? 
And you say what? I don't think. Okay. Uh, I pray that Charles's connection just gets so much better. See. It will. What? I have an Ooh. idea. What if you okay. FaceTime him and then yeah, bring him out that way? Charles Gears. I'm going to just go. All right. You ready? Yeah. My mama was raised in the era when clean water was only served to the fairer skin. Doing clothes, you would have thought I had help, but they wasn't satisfied unless I picked the cotton myself. Damn. This is a conscious rapper. Kind of. Not really. I need a hint. Ah, uh, man. Maybe maybe that's not the most notable part. But I'll say it again. Uh my uh well, I'll say it. it's 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 do the notable part. Do the notable part. I didn't this part. I don't even think this is notable, but it's more notable. You see his leaders and his followers, but I'd rather be a dick than a swallower. You see his leaders <gasps> and his followers. Oh my god. But I'd rather be a dick than a swallower. <laughs> It's on the tip of my tongue. I can't say it. I feel I like you do know it. it. You know it. You know it's one of my favorite. Well, I kind of gave it away. No, it is my favorite. But so it's Kanye. No, it is. Yeah, it's Kanye. Uh, what 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 album do you think he would say some shit where he says leaders follows? I rather I rather be a dick than a swallow. Out of all the albums that you know, of, which album do you feel like he would for sure? Say some some just experimental crazy shit like that. It's gonna be one of his later albums, mm. right? Well, mid to late. Mid, I'll say mid, mid to late. Yeah. It's that album where he had all those girls in that bed, right? <laughs> you should, uh, no, not you talking about uh, Life of Pablo? No, it's the one before that. Okay, it's the one where everybody said it was trash. Said it was trash. Eases, it was on Eases. It was on Yeezus? Yeah, it was on New, yeah, it's, called New it's called New Slaves by Kanye West. New Slaves. Okay. Never heard of New, New Slaves? This nigga. He about to give me, he about to give okay. me some bullshit. I just know. No, this is going to be good. This is going to be an oldie. I'm going to let you know. From beginning to end, 365 days in the year, I want that blank. Ooh, babe. All I want to do is share my love with you. I want that blank. From beginning to end, 365 days in the year, I want that blank. Ooh, ooh. All I want to do, share my love with you. Nah. From beginning I, to end, 365 days in the year, I feel like I've heard it like the 365 days of the year. I feel like I've heard it. I've heard that before, but who the fuck says that? Oh my god, this is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> you said all I want to do, share my love with you. I want to do, 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 do. flashbacks from the time we had. Some made us laugh. Some made us sad. 
We used to break up to make up. All the is fun that, is we this the old song? Yeah, this is an old song. Like, give me an era. Like, decade. Maybe 80s, I feel 80s, like. 80s. 80s. Yeah. Okay, so that... Okay, good. Because that eliminates so many of the songs that I probably would have thought of. Okay, give me, like, the... Give me the artist. Give me the artist. Anita Baker. Anita Baker. Man, oh. kill me. No, bro, I like the tip in my tongue because I know like the fucking song. Y'all gonna kill me. I don't know. It. Yeah. Sorry, Anita. I'm, right. I'm sorry, oh, yeah. Anita. I need a new artist. Okay. okay, I'll tell you. So <laughs> I need Boom. a new artist. Get the fuck out of here. Okay, ready? From beginning to end, 365 days of the year, I want the same old love and baby. Same old love. Same old love. Anita Baker. Anita Baker. Same old love. I was going to do Caught Up in the Rapture first, but I felt like that was going to be too easy. But now knowing that, that, been too know easy. that, that I could have done Caught Up in the Rapture. No, I would have done that one. Same old world. Like, okay. Never mind. You got me. You win. I think. Well, no. Actually, you lose. Yeah, I think we tied because this is because you ain't know that shit either. <laughs> okay, wait, Charles, do you want to attempt one? I'm scared. I don't want your connection to drop out, bro. It's the whole fucking section. Yeah, we want we want to we want to do one for you. Uh, well, give give us we'll, we'll let you try. Give us give us a song lyrics. Give us like a a good quick little four bar and see if we can guess who you're talking. All right, about. I'm out trying to think how. Oh. Oh, I got one for you. Let me, what's the word? Um, back in my life. I'm going to be, uh, tonight I'm going to be showing you. I, I don't think y'all going to get this, but we'll see. Um, let me see. Tonight I'm going to be showing you things that no man, no man, no man, no man has ever done. Oh, baby. Uh, oh, baby. <laughs> oh, no, you can't. <laughs> Hold on, bro. Oh, shit. Cause I know the words. Cause I, I gotta. I don't want to fucking sing the whole bitch. I don't want to get too much away. Um, Is it an old song? It, it's oh. Um, once I say the hold on. Uh, Is it? Is it that no, one? It's it, 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 it like at least twenty years old. Oh um, yeah, at least twenty. Oh, at least. Uh, I'm about to give y'all a better hint. That that wasn't. That was ass on my part. Hold on. Like that give us the ass, give us the mel give us the melody. Yeah, that, that was that. At all, so I mean the melody's like ooh, I don't want to get too. I feel like I'm just so it's like ooh. Tonight I'm gonna be showing you some things that no man, no man, no man, no man. Abracadabra, form of a bedroom. Ooh. Now add a little so candle. It's one light. of those nineties like sex songs, right? We perfume girl. Pocus pocus. Now you in a cute little dress that I like. No, I like. Now oh, don't man. lose. I just, ooh, that, this sounds kind now, of familiar. It's show, like eerily like, familiar. It's a classic. I, I, I give y'all a hint. It was somebody I said during my like when I was talking about my music journey, like one of like the early influences. This is Charlie Wilson. Fuck yeah, it's Charlie Wilson. Yeah, Charlie, okay, all right. I think because uh, the no man thing got me because I was like, that's for sure. 
That's Charlie. Yeah. That's Charlie. Uh, I, will, I can't uh, guess the song. I don't, song. I don't know the song name. What is it? It's uh, Magic. Magic. By Charlie magic. Wilson. Okay. Magic. Magic. Okay, I'll do one last one. This one is easy. You all, y'all are gonna get this one. If you don't get this one, I don't really. You you don't listen to music if you don't get this one. Right? Yeah, I'm I'm scared now. Yeah, me too. It's easy. Trust me. Okay. I hope so. (laughs) Darren, you're gonna know this. You're gonna know. Charles, you'll know. You'll know. You'll know. Okay, ready? Okay. Capricorn Aquarius Pisces uh, Oh, signs, Beyonce. Signs, Beyonce. Signs, Beyonce. There we go. Signs. There we go. Signs. Fuck yes. signs. I love that song. Signs by Beyonce. <laughs> you said this is easy. <laughs> hey, yeah. shout out to her because hey, she, she, she so good love to Scorpios in that song. Yeah. She gave, she said flirtatious like an Aries. I said, I guess I am kind of flirtatious. I think, I think, did she say a Pisces broke her heart? She did. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I guess yeah. we're heartbreakers. But she was in love with the Sagittarius. Ah, uh, see. That I nigga Jay-Z. Jay-Z, Jay-Z is Sagittarius, yeah. Listen, Sagittariuses are no joke. I'm just going to tell you from... <laughs> I don't think I've ever... They know what they do. Have I messed with any Sagittarius women? I think... I, think I don't think I... Have. I think it's just this one girl that... She, I, I don't know, I ain't fuck with her, but there's some energy there. They'll give you some Sagittarius will give you some energy. Well, all right. Um, for sake of time, we are nearing the end. So we're just gonna wrap it up right here. Mm-hmm. Me and Darren just want to give the biggest thanks to our special guest today, Charles. Thank you for coming. Did you have a good time? Mm-hmm. What did you think? Your first time on the podcast. Man, no, I, I love you. it, dog. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I was on my Teddy Riley shit, so I'm I'm sick. I feel like I didn't get the full experience. <laughs> Because I'm in this bitch trying to figure it out. But, no, I had a lot of fun, you know, listening yeah. and talking, man. Just It's been great, man. Again, appreciate y'all for having me on. For sure, bro. Of course, yes, man. You know, you definitely have a unique story and a unique journey um, in your music, of course. Oh, yeah. But before we go, definitely plug yourself. Because I know, yeah, okay. C-No. Oh, Charles yeah, Luciano, yeah. Tell us, Tell us what you want us to know. What we, looking for, what we got to look forward to in your music. Oh uh, yeah, so actually uh next week, next Friday, uh things my heart can't remember. You know, mm. it's uh it's a little little short probably gonna say how many songs. People might be a little mad at me. But you know, but you know, it's <laughs> it's shit coming all this year. Um Right. Also, yeah. y'all, y'all might have heard he been kinda alluding it's maybe a name change on the horizon. Um C notice. I love the name, but it's uh I think it's time to evolve into something different. So, you know, if you made it this far on the podcast, man, you heard it here first. See Luciano, you know, so these this next project or two going to be the last C-Note songs ever. So, um. Last C-Note, damn, the death of C-Note. Last project. Yeah. We are right here for all the experience of the last two C-Note songs that you ever hear are coming exclusive. out this summer. Exclusive. Exclusive. No, it's actually coming out next week, right? You said it's coming out this summer or next week? Yeah, so like the little, it's the the shorter project. I'll keep that outside of the shorter project coming out next week. And then Mm -hmm. we got, man, I'm flooding shit a whole year. We got, I'm just going to say it right now. We got some shit dropping on 420. Got to do that. And then we're going to have a summer project. Mm -hmm. Um, And then anything after that, we just going to kind of play by ear. So 
Okay. But oh, we definitely coming crazy the first six months, man, trying to set the tone. Okay. Oh, that's dope, nigga. This is this a good, this gonna be a good music year, bro. Hey, hey shout out, C yeah, Note. That's good. But no, man. Wait, Jay, you wanna plug yourself too? Cause I know you, you say, you say he gonna, I'm gonna be on the next album. When is that Hello. happening? Um, the album is coming soon. In the words of Rihanna, the album is coming soon. Oh, in but the in Rihanna? the meantime, Rihanna. <laughs> in yeah. the meantime, you can stream. <laughs> I don't really know featuring Cavell. It is available on all streaming platforms. I don't really know by Jay Gooden. Love that song, it and share it. But we're at the end. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you can follow me at J underscore Gooden98 on Instagram. Where can they follow you? Follow me at Ned Saturn, N-E-D-S-A-T-U-R-N, all platforms. And then, and then follow us at the experience underscore pod on Instagram and on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel. So that way you can see this. I don't know what you guys are going to see tonight, but um, <laughs> you can see, you'll see something. Y'all going to see something tonight, right, man. Yeah, we here. Okay. Y'all gonna see something, bro. Hey, bro. Man. But yeah, yep. thank and y'all Char- so much for tuning in. Yes, and then Charles, um, I want to give. Where can they? Where can they find you on Instagram? Oh yeah, so Instagram and Twitter, uh, you can find me uh, C Note underscore NRM. So C N O T E underscore NRM. Uh, um, so yeah, you know, just follow me, man, for. A lot of good kind of visible shit for the people that support me, believing in me. So, yes, love yeah. it, love it, love Beautiful. the support. Beautiful. Thank you all so much for listening to the experience this week. Next week, we're back with another standard episode. But that was it. See y'all next week. See Have y'all, man. Through.